want apple juice. Lucas wants apple juice. I know, I heard him can say I that. Can I have apple juice? Yeah, you can have apple juice. Can I have soda? Yes, you can have soda. Can I press that button? No, you can't press that button. Why? Because that's going to play the theme song. I'm not ready to start Click. the pot. There's a million ways you can start a podcast. Um, you can just welcome people. You can say nice things. But I think the easiest one is the one that you guys know, and that's just simply to say, what's up, guys? This is James Gutman. Welcome back to another edition of Hi Pod. I'm Dad. It is Friday. It is August. Thank you once again for finding me on any streaming service, uh, whatever it is. Bookmark, subscribe, like, uh, hug it. I don't. What can you do? What can you do to podcasts that you like? Whatever you can do to them. Please do that to them. Uh, let people know all about HiPod. And if you found me on HiPodOmDad.com, remember I got all my archives dating back to, um, I don't know, a million years ago, right on there, like an archaeological dig. Go through it. Find what you got to find. I appreciate the support. It has always been really a pleasure just to, to do podcasts like this and to get to do the blogs and to get to talk to you guys about some of the things that affect me, affect my family and kind of tell the world a little bit about autism appreciation. I know I've, I've spoken at length about that. And hopefully if you are following this blog, if you're following this podcast, you're doing the same thing. You're telling people about autism appreciation, which means everything to me. Um, and there's a reason for it. I think so often people with children like mine, uh, you know, I have one daughter, she's neurotypical. She's a teenager. She's 15. She can be incredibly difficult sometimes. Uh, and my son, who's 12, he's nonverbal. He has autism. He has what some term severe autism, low functioning, however you want to put it. Um, my son has autism and he's nonverbal and a lot of people would find him to be difficult as well. But just like the fact that my, my teenage daughter can sometimes be a handful, um, always makes me think back to, there was a book I used to read with her when she was little. We used to read books like crazy quick backstory and there was a thing at the school called PARP um, some sort of reading program I forgot what it stood for participants are reading pages I don't know I just made that up either way it was a contest that they had at school when my daughter was little and the first year we found out about it was kindergarten and all you had to do was write down how much you read every night and her and I had read every night before bed for at least 30 minutes it was just a thing we went through books she loved it it was fun so I didn't even lie. I just wrote down literally how many times we read books and we won PARP that first year. That was a big thing for us. So we'd read all these books, but one of my favorite books is one called Betty Bunny. Uh, Betty Bunny was this um, rambunctious little bunny who didn't understand what a handful meant. So her mother would tell her, Betty Bunny, you're a handful. And she thought it was a compliment. So she'd always be like, Mommy, you're a handful too. So I used to tell my daughter that you're a handful. And it was always a, a cute little thing that we would do, but she's remained a handful. She's 15. It's not easy. I tell people I have a 15-year-old daughter and a nonverbal son who most likely will require care for the rest of his life. And you know what a lot of them say? 15-year-old <sighs> daughter, that's rough. You're right. It is rough. It does get rough sometimes, but 
throughout all that, throughout all those moments of those handful moments and times where she says things that I'm like, what did you just say to me? Or like, you know, last minute pickups, you know, I have to, you have to come get me in three minutes, 12 towns away or whatever it is. Or can I borrow, you know, a thousand dollars so that I can get this special pack of gum or whatever she needs from me. All those moments are handfuls, but within those moments are moments that make her one of the two most beloved people in my world. I mean, three, there's, there's a couple of people that are beloved in my world, but uh, her and her brother and my kids and my kids to me are just, they're a different level than the rest of the world. So there's things about her that even in her toughest moments, I love, I love about her. Um, and that's my appreciation for my daughter. That said, my son has those same moments. He has things that he does and things that we go through that because he has autism, are beautiful qualities, things that he wouldn't do, things that he wouldn't be without autism. Again, same thing with my daughter. There's things about her as a 15-year-old girl that are specific to her being a 15-year-old girl. We have jokes and we have things that we do that, um, I, don't, I don't know if some people would even get the humor of it. We have a rule. She can curse as long as it makes me laugh. Right, and so if she if she just curses, she's like, I don't like this effing cookie. I'm like, you can't stay. watch your language. What are you doing? But we've had moments. We had one where she was she was going out of the car to get something out of the car, and she just turns to me. And she goes, "I'll be right back." And then she paused and she looks at me and she goes, "Bitch." And I don't know why, but I lost it. I laughed so hard because <laughs> it was the delivery, it was the timing. And that's something that, you know, is unique to being 15. If she was an 11-year-old girl, you'd be like, hey, we don't say those words, you know, or if she was older, you'd be like, you just call me a bitch. Like, things like that wouldn't be as funny, but yeah, because she's a 15-year-old girl, she has moments that make her unique, and I appreciate. Same thing with him, man. My kid's got unique moments. He's got things that he does that are, are uniquely Lucas. Like, even down here, I'm recording this right now um, in my den I like to do it down here now. And I sit on this couch. I have a, a sectional couch. It curves around. If you've seen pictures uh, on the blog or on Instagram, you kind of have an idea of how some of my house is laid out. And what he loves to do is run around the room with his iPad and hover over my head and lean all the way down and kiss my forehead or grab my face, things like that. I, just, I find, I don't know, they're endearing. And every once in a while, they remind me that I have this boy here who loves me. And I've never had to have a discussion about it with him. I've had people in my life that I've had to convince that we have good relationships. People that you sit down with and you're like, don't you? Don't you see that we have, you know, a good, a good thing? We're friends, right? But then people, I don't know, man. Sometimes we do that. And yeah, you have to explain and not Lucas, there's no explanation. Lucas loves you because Lucas loves you. I don't have to sit him down and be like, hey, Lucas, I do good things for you. You should be my friend. We don't, we don't have that. Lucas just loves me because he sees it and he recognizes it and he knows that he can count on me if he wants dinner and I tell him I'm making him dinner. Yeah, he might need to see it. He might need to know that I'm making it for him, but he knows he's going to get fed. Uh, if Lucas wants a toy, I tell him to wait. And we struggle with this. This isn't an automatic reflex that he had upon birth. You know, um, It's not the kind of thing where he realized one day, oh, I want my iPad, but you know, my dad will give it to me eventually. Oh, no. No, 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 no. We used to go through hell and high water for that iPad. He would get upset and he would get angry. And if he would ask for it, be it through his communication device or through hand motions or whatever, and he didn't get it immediately, we'd have little meltdowns, things that he couldn't understand. 
And it took a while to explain to him what different things meant. And to be honest with you, if you have a child like mine and you're wondering how I did it, I will tell you how I did it. Uh, When it comes to my son, he likes silliness. He likes when we do silly things. We have a couple of games that we play. Um, I'll be talking to him and I go, okay, Lucas, I have to go. Bye now. And I turn as if I'm walking away and then I quickly spin around and I run over to him. I tickle him and he loses it. He thinks it's the funniest game we do. And it goes on and on and on. So we do stuff like that or, you know, little just silly exaggerated motions and sounds. So the way that I taught him the iPad was to take it away from him while he was playing with it at times, whether I'm helping him put his shoes on or doing something. And if he wanted to get it back, I would put one hand up and I would go, wait, and I would do it as loud and as exaggerated as I could. And he would laugh because it was, it was stupid. (laughs) He thought it was funny. He's laughing uh, both with me and at me at the same time. But now through the years, I could put my hand up and without having to go too into it, I go, hey, wait, 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 wait. And he knows, wait, and he waits and he trusts me. And that is the bond that I've built with this boy. And that's how I've been able to bridge the gap. And that's what tells me that he loves and appreciates me um, just for who I am as his dad. And that means the world to me. So that's autism appreciation. But with that comes the responsibility of worrying about the things that he can't worry about. And I wrote about this on the blog on Monday uh, about taking the worries of my son onto my own shoulders. Uh, what was that Monday? Might have been Wednesday. Either way, you know what? I'll tell you what. Go to highblogomdad.com and see for yourself. See if I'm right or wrong. Hmm. Click around. Put some hits on that thing, you know. Um, but I wrote about I wrote about the worries that I sometimes face with my son and feeling as though he can't worry about it. So I do. And although I didn't touch upon it in the blog, I wish I did, but it's sometimes you're writing something and you, you're, you're off on, on one train of thought. And even though there's another aspect of it that you want to address, it doesn't really fit into the narrative. And this was one of those cases. Um, I like that he doesn't worry about those things. And I like that he could pull me back from those worries. There's nothing like sitting there and obsessing about whether or not you're sending your kids to the right school or you know teaching your kid the right things. And thinking about your son and, and, and all day and what am I going to do? What am I going to do? And he comes over to me and he claps and he smiles and he gives me a hug. And I'm like, oh, this kid doesn't, doesn't think about this stuff. And it makes me feel good. It makes me feel better to know that these things that I kind of torment myself with, he doesn't necessarily worry himself about. And that makes me happy. I don't want him to worry. I don't want him to get upset. And it's not limited to school. As you guys know, he went to a new school this year. It was honestly, one of the hardest decisions that I've ever made. Uh, It's one of those rare times uh, in life, I guess, for other people. But for me, it's happened before where I tell people I change my mind about things. I know a lot of people don't. A lot of people say, you know, this is my politics and I'm never going to change. Or this is, you know, what I I like and I don't don't like anything else. Oh, I don't like mushrooms. Keep that away from me. That kind of stuff. I don't do that. I try new things. I go back to things that I didn't like before. I listen to other sides of the story. I follow every conspiracy theory at some point, not constantly, but if there's a conspiracy theory that's out there that most people roll their eyes and don't even want to hear about, I want to hear about it. I want to know, why do you believe this? Is there something here that I'm not seeing? And there have been times where I've seen people's points of view that I didn't think I would. And one of them was with Lucas in this special needs school because he was in a mainstream school. He was doing the special ed department. The teachers were great to this day. I'm still friends with a lot of them. I met people in my life. You know, my girlfriend, Lauren, her son, loved them. They were from the school. So you meet people and it was great experiences. So I don't ever want to imply that, you know, I 
I had a bad experience with him at school and that's why we took him out of it and that's what made the decision so hard but when the day came and I realized you know what his next steps were going to be if he continued on his path and I said you know this doesn't really feel like the right fit for him I sent him to another place so those are the kind of worries that you deal with am I making the right choice did I send him to the right school did I do these things but on top of it it's even just danger teaching him not to touch fire teaching him not to touch something dangerous and there's nothing worse than literally saving <laughs> saving your son's life and having him cry as you're holding his hand back from, from a burning flame because he wants chicken nuggets. And I'm like, dude, I'm saving your life. I've saved your life four times today. Maybe you can, I don't know, stop crying about it. Deal with that. We've all dealt with that. So that's part of the, the idea. So I wrote about that during the week. But I got to tell you, knowing as a dad, my responsibilities, um, my my worries are real and they remind me that I'm a good parent. I think if you're not a good parent, you don't worry all that much about your kids. You worry about yourself and you worry about things that are going on. You get annoyed with your kids. You get aggravated by your kids. But to really worry that you're doing the best job you can, that's the sign of a good parent. And um, I don't know. I like to try to think of myself as a good parent. I think a lot of people out there, I've gotten messages from parents. Uh, of children similar to Lucas on the blog, you know, thanking me. Hey, you know, I found your blog. I worry I'm not doing the right thing. And a lot of people questioning their decisions. And I tell all of them the same thing. I say, your child is lucky to have you. And I know when I say that, I say that on the podcast, and you guys hear that I say it to almost every parent I hear from, um, it sounds disingenuous. It sounds like just something I'm saying, but I will tell you 100% it's true. In each and every case, I've said it because parents who are online looking up information from other parents about children who are nonverbal with autism because their child is, people trying to get more information, people who are worried about their child's future, people who are asking questions, those kids are lucky to have them because there's parents who don't do that. There's parents who couldn't care less. Um, so my son, in my, in my mind, is just as blessed as I am to have me as I am to have him, my daughter as well, the people in my life. Uh, and if you're one of those people right now on this podcast listening, trying to get more information, trying to learn more, trying to at least even get a different perspective on a situation similar to yours, I will tell you 100%, your child's lucky to have you. And I'll tell you what, hi, Pot, I'm dad. I'm lucky to have you too. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen to this week's show. Thank you for checking out the blog, highblogomdad.com. Don't forget, go there, figure out which day I posted it and you could win you don't win anything but you'll you'll feel good about yourself so go for it do it thank you so much for taking the time to listen that does it for me i will be back monday wednesday with new blogs new podcast next friday until next time james gutman saying be well bye pod i'm dad <laughs>